Second most influential book I've ever read is called The Power of Full Engagement. Now, the first most influential, of course, is the Bible, and it's in a category all by itself. I try to interact with it daily, you know, live by its teachings. So, to say it's the second most influential, it's, it's way, 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 way down, but still significant to me. This is a book I recommend to people. The Power of Full Engagement by James Lear and uh, Tony Schwartz. These guys started off training professional athletes. They were very into the uh, interval-type training. And then they switched over to uh, corporate burnout, probably because there's a lot of money in corporate burnout. And so what they do is, uh, you know, when a vice president or a division head or a CEO is uh, ready to throw in the towel and quit because they just feel like life is overwhelming, Jim and Tony get called in to try to, you know, pull them back from the brink, to try to restore them. And uh, they're highly successful and thus highly paid. Now, one of the key ideas in this book is the relationship between uh, energy and responsibility. When you're young, you tend to have a, a lot of energy and not many responsibilities. And so, uh, you just feel like life is uh, quite manageable and you feel like you, you're capable, right? But as time goes on, your responsibilities rise. You might get married and have children and get a job and then you get promoted at your job and, and you're, you, know, you buy a house and you own a car and boom, responsibilities start, start increasing. And uh, certainly somewhere around middle age, so oftentimes what your energy actually starts to go down. You're not playing as much as you used to. You don't spend as much time with your family and your friends like you used to. Uh, you're not exercising as much as you did. You're not eating so well. You're not sleeping so well. And so your energy starts going down. Your responsibilities start going up. And, uh, and then there can be, sometimes there can be this inversion to where your responsibilities outstrip your energy. And when that happens, you, that's unsustainable and you are in danger of burnout. And you can feel it. And so what happens is typically when you're in that place, it's, it, it's very tempting to, to say, I've got to decrease my responsibilities. I've got to get rid of stuff. And so you might say, you know what? My spouse is making demands on me. I got to get out of this marriage because I'm overwhelmed. Or I got to quit my job because my job is making demands on me and I'm overwhelmed. Now, what uh, Jim Lear and Tony Schwartz say is, pause, pause. Uh, when they get called in and you've got an executive who's about ready to throw in the towel, they say, pause. Rather than try to jettison responsibilities, let's focus on increasing your energy. Because if, if we can actually jack up your energy, you might find that you, that you feel the responsibilities in life you're capable of handling. And so they ask for a three-month commitment, and what they focus on is raising the energy level. Now, there are four sources of energy. 
your physical, uh, your mental, your spiritual, and your emotional. And those are, those are all sources of energy. But here, is a, here was a big, big key idea for me. They said 90% of your energy for life comes from your physical body, your, the health of your body. Yes, the mental, the spiritual, the uh, emotional, but altogether that's 10%. 90% comes from your physical body. So if you let your body go, then you are, uh, you are quickly and significantly diminishing your energy for life. And so what they focus on with these executives that are on the edge of burnout is give us three months to get your body healthy and, uh, or at least healthier, and you're going to notice a significant increase in just general energy, and you won't feel so overwhelmed. And they have tremendous success in this. And, and the, it's not like they've got some novel plan for how to get healthy, right? We know. Eat right, sleep a good amount of hours, and exercise. Um, but what happens is that stuff, especially as you're feeling overwhelmed in life, you start cutting, cutting corners. I don't have time for that. And so, um, anyways, here I am. I'm in my young 30s when I read this. I'm married. I have little girls. And I'm a pastor at, I was a pastor at Change Point at the time. I come home from work. There's Sabrina. Uh, she's been with the kids all day. Uh, I don't feel right about grabbing my gym bag and taking off for another hour, right? She's been home, and I feel like if I'm not at work, I need to be at home helping. And one of the things that this book really said to me was, you know what, Mike? Uh, you, who You're actually serving your family, and you're serving the church, and you're serving your friends when you take care of your body, because if you take care of your body, you're going to have a lot more energy, and over time, you'll be able to be better for everybody. And that was a, a real paradigm shift for me, that actually I am serving my family when I take the time to exercise, and when I take the time to sleep and eat right, that over time, I'll have more energy with which to do good things. Paradigm shift for me. In fact, I think I'm I'm probably healthier today than I was in my early 30s. Uh, I, that, that, that was just a super important uh, concept for me. So here's the big idea for today. The big idea is this. We want to take care of our bodies so that we have maximum energy with which to serve God. Because that's the deal. If, if you take care of your body, you'll have more energy in which to do life. And as a Christian... The better we care for our bodies, the more energy that we have in order to serve the Lord. We are in a series uh, called Transformed, How God Changes Us. And we're, we're talking about the uh, seven areas of life that God wants us to have health in. Uh, spiritual health, physical health, relational health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, and health at work. And Greg... Balco, would you bring me your transform book? Yes, and we want you to get the most out of this series. Thank you, sir. We want you to get the most out of the series. Pastor James said there are five things we can do to get the most out of this series. Number one, listen to all the sermons. If you can't be here Thursday, be here Sunday. And if you can't do that, listen online. 
clearwater.church. Make sure you hear the sermons. Uh, number two, get involved in a transformed journey group. We have four groups. They meet different times, different days. Get involved in a transformed journey group. Talk about these concepts. Uh, Rick Warren, we're watching some videos by Rick Warren. And he is, uh, deals with content beyond what is talked about in the sermons. Number three, memorize the verse of the week that goes with the theme. Number four, make some goals. And they're smart goals. Uh, they are specific. They are uh, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. Smart goals. And uh, finally, use your book and do your daily devotionals. There are daily devotionals. And uh, do we have the books yet? Did they come today? So on Sunday we'll have, uh, we've run out of books. Sunday we'll have another 10, or I guess seven. Three are already spoken for. Thanks, sir. There you go. You can have that one. Uh, and so today we're talking about spiritual health. And our Bible verse today, it, turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It's a short verse. I've actually got it memorized. I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your true worship. I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable to God, which is your true worship. First thing I want to point out there is that the only worthy response to the mercy God has shown us in Jesus Christ is to say, God, here I am. Use me however you want. It is very inappropriate for a Christian to say, thank you, God, for saving me, and I'm going to go out and just continue living the way I was living. I'm going to use this body that you have given me, this body that you died for, this body that you're going to resurrect and transform, and I'm going to just use it to continue doing my thing, pursuing my agenda, uh, being safe and, uh, and pleased. In fact, uh, Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, he says, you were bought with a price. I mean, think about the enormity of what God did for you on the cross. Jesus shed his blood. He died so that you might live. And when you embrace that salvation, <laughs> uh, Jesus bought you. Your, your, your body's not your own any longer. You belong to him. And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's the only reasonable response. So some translations say, uh, I urge you therefore, brothers, in light of God's mercy, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's only reasonable in light of what God has done for us that we say, okay, in response, I say, here I am. I'm yours. Use me however you want. Second point I want to, I see that just jumps out of this text is living sacrifices have to be presented every day because living sacrifices want to crawl off the altar. Today I say, God, here I am. I'm yours. Use me however you want to. I'm, I'm submitted to you. And tomorrow, tomorrow I'm back to doing my own thing, pursuing my own agenda trying to please my body, take care of my body. And uh, 
So it's an everyday deal. Every day we have to come to the Lord and say, here I am again. In fact, uh, one of my spiritual goals for this next three months is to, before I touch any electronics, to present my body to the Lord as a living sacrifice that day. God, here I am. I present myself to you. This body is yours to use however you wish. What do you want from me today? Just a very simple prayer. Um, I haven't been 100% successful so far, but I've gotten most days. Present your body every day. Now, we are not asked to physically die, unlike an Old Testament sacrifice, right? When, when you brought a sacrifice in the Old Covenant era, and you brought a sacrifice to the temple, I mean, you just handed over ownership. That animal was sacrificed, was burned up, killed. Uh, you had no chance to get it back again. And we're not asked to physically die, but we are asked to die to ourselves, right? And so, Jesus says, you know, you're going to follow me. You've got to pick up your cross every day. You have to die to yourself. And uh, so, we have to make continual choices to say, Lord, I, I, ownership of me and my body belongs to you. Here I am. I present myself to you. How do you want to use me? Now, the third thing I, I would like to say is that uh, God, when you do this, God will undoubtedly want to use your body differently than you would. <laughs> you know, not always, but Jesus is the great example. Jesus, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, is saying, please, take, may this cup pass from me. My body does not want to go through the pain of the cross. I don't want to go through that ordeal, please. But, not my will, but thine be done. That's him saying, I present my body to you, a living sacrifice. Here I am. My body is at your disposal, God, to be used for your purposes, for your will, even if it involves physical suffering and death. He, Jesus is the example to us. And so, look, naturally, the body prioritizes safety, comfort, pleasure. And let, maybe your body's different, but that's what my body does. <laughs> Safety, comfort, pleasure. That's what I prioritize. And those priorities uh, often fly in the face of the will of God for us. Because the Bible says that we are invited to share in the sufferings of Jesus. We're not atoning for the sins of the world. Christ did that you know, completely on the cross. Uh, but we are called to suffer in order to get the gospel out in order to uh, be graceful in the world, right? And so, God will often ask us to use our bodies in ways that we would not naturally do. And it, could be as, it can be as simple as, I'm tired, and I don't want to listen to somebody else talk about their problems, right? Why should I, why can't I just go you know, veg out with a book. Why do I need to go sit down and let somebody talk about, you know, their hard day, give them my attention, 
speak words of encouragement in, into their lives. It could be just that simple. Uh, or, uh, I, I'm tired and I want to I watch TV, but I feel like God wants me to go help my spouse make dinner or pick up a vacuum cleaner and, you know, help clean up the house. Or, you know what? Uh, it might be that God says, I, I want you to open your home, take in a foster, a foster kid and serve a foster child. Or Sunday morning, hey, that's part of my weekend. Sunday morning, I should be able to sleep in. That's what my body wants to do. Uh, and maybe God says, guess what? I want you to get up and I want you to be serving in children's ministries and holding those kids who cry on you and squirm and do other things on you. That's what I want your body to be doing uh, some Sundays. And on and on it goes. It, you know, it might be that God says, I, I want you to go to a foreign land where you have to learn a new language and, you know, they don't, it, it's not a third world, it's, it's not a first world country and it's not as convenient and it's not as comfortable and, and, and it's not as safe and on and on. But the, here's the reality. The reality is most of what God wants to do in our lives involves our bodies, does it not? Most of what God calls us to do involves the body, which is why Paul talks about, I, you know, I discipline my body. And uh, he, he likens it to uh, an athlete who disciplines the body for a goal. I discipline my body so that it will serve the purposes of God, not the purposes of the flesh. The Christian life is lived out in the body, and the body matters. The body matters. And so how we... Uh, take care of our body matters to God. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Next thing I want to point out is that God wants us to present to Him bodies that are morally pure, right? Present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Holy, set apart, pure. <clears throat> so, you know, is it honorable... The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Sometimes we just have to reason together. So I ask you, is it honorable as a Christian to say, God, here, here's, I present this body to you that I, I was just using to curse at my kids, beat my wife, steal from my employer, right? Lie, sleep with a coworker, view pornography, Right? I'm using this body to sin, and now, ha-ha, here I am. That's not honorable, right? He wants us to present him a body that is holy. And so that comes down to, that comes down to choice after choice after choice after choice to say, in my body, I can't just go do what I want, whatever my body wants me to do. I, I have to say to my body, so often, no. The promises that will feel good, the promises that will satisfy, the, but I'm not going to do that because that's not going to please the Lord. That's not going to honor God in the body. And, you know, back in, the, back in ancient Christianity, there was this heresy called Gnosticism, which was very attractive. And Gnosticism said, 
Uh, God doesn't care what you do in the body. The body does not affect your spirit. And the Christian life is just a spiritual thing. And so you can go sleep with whoever you want to and eat whatever you want to and do whatever you want to in the body and it has no effect on your soul. And, and Christianity said, false. That's heresy. We live in the body. The bo what we do in the body matters to God. The Christian must have control of the body. And uh, right, self-control is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So, so God wants us to present him a, a, a morally pure, a holy body. And that doesn't just happen. That takes a whole lot of effort. A whole lot of the power of God at work in us in turning to the Lord and asking for help. And, and you know what? The, the temptations might change a bit as you get older, but they haven't gone away yet. Do they go away? They don't go away. Final point. God wants us to present to him a physically healthy body. A living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God. Now, when you brought a sacrifice, God specifically said, don't bring me a lame animal. Don't bring me a, a speckled animal. You bring me a healthy animal. Now, there's a lot uh, that is outside of our control, right? And, and, and the body breaks down for, for reasons that we have no control of. And, and God doesn't fault us for that. But, let's reason. If I come to the Lord and I say, here, I present you this body. And uh, yes, it's hungover because I was partying last night. Uh, but hey, the hungover me, use me however you want. Right? Or... Oh my gosh, I am so tired because I was playing video games like till four in the morning. But if you need this body for anything, Lord, just let me know. And I'm I'm there, I'm there for you. <laughs> See? Look at that. I'm so tired. And uh, or, or, <laughs> or you you've got a body and it's like this body is addicted to drugs. But other than that, it, it, but you, here it is, Lord, I present it to you. Uh, or this, this body, I have a hard time breathing and walking very far because I smoke in like a chain, like a, like a choo-choo train. But here you go, Lord, here's this body. Or, uh, you know, I, I, ha I can't do much because I'm carrying so much weight that I don't have much energy. You see, uh, we have a responsibility to keep the body healthy. Why? So that we have the most time and energy with which to serve the Lord. And uh, may I suggest that there are Christian people who miss out on years of their lives because they don't care for their body. They die early because of of slovenliness and poor self-control and mismanagement of the body. They die early. That means years that you didn't, that you could have had to serve God and you didn't. Right? At, that's a missed opportunity. And that, that's not worthy of the great mercy God has given us. 
And, and if you, if because you're, we're not caring for our bodies, we don't have the energy that we could otherwise have to serve the Lord. Uh, I was talking to uh, Pastor Josh a little early. He's like, look, if you can't, if you don't have the physical energy because of, uh, you know, poor choices to get out there and share the gospel, you know, that's on us. So, so the body and the health of the body is actually a spiritual deal. It's a spiritual issue. And God wants us to present him morally pure and physically healthy bodies as much as depends on us so that we have maximum time and energy with which to serve the Lord. Because he wants to do good works through us and that is, all, that is often, most often, through the body. We have a responsibility to take care of the body so that we can do that. So I have a big affirmation that summarizes the, the point of today's message. And I'm going to read it. And if you, if this is what you want, then we're going to say it together out loud the second time. But here it is. I will do my best every day to present God with a morally pure and physically healthy body. So you're presenting it to God for God's use. And you're, you're doing, you know, the best we can. I'm doing the best that I can to keep it pure, holy, and acceptable, physically healthy, so that God can use it. And it can be an instrument for good. And I think that there will be, uh, one of the results of this can be and will be uh, rewards in heaven. So if that's what you want, let's say it together. Ready? I will do my best every day to present God with a morally pure and physically healthy body. God, there are so many temptations. Lusts of the flesh. There are just so many temptations uh, that strike at our body. And uh, the, the body, you know, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And Spirit of the living God, would you give us self-control, discipline of our bodies, uh, so that we have maximum time and energy with which to serve you. We do want to, to worship you by presenting you our bodies as living sacrifices. We commit to that. Help us, God, to do this every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.